What we have here is something special. It's something historic. And I truly do believe that 100 years from now, 200 years from now, historians are going to be looking back. And, you know, we are the people who are going to really be changing history. We are the beacon of liberty for the entire world. I really do believe that. You know, we're creating something special here. You're listening to The Corbett Report. Hello, friends. James Corbett here at CorbettReport.com. Our conversation today is being recorded on the 14th of April, 2020. And today we're going to be picking up on some ideas and concepts that I was talking about with Derek Bros last week on the program. You might recall we were talking about his trip, his escape to Mexico in search of slightly more freedom, at least as things are starting to clamp down in the United States. And today we're going to be talking about some of those issues of geographical relocation in in communities of intention and the possibility for carving out a space, a geographical space for increased freedom relatively speaking, question mark. And to do that, we're going to be talking to the executive director of the Free State Project, Vince Perfetto. Uh, the Free State Project, I'm going to assume, a lot of my audience already knows, but if not, you can find out more information at fsp.org. The link will be in the show notes along with whatever else we're going to talk about today. So Vince, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me on the show here, James. It is uh, quite surreal to be talking to you. I'm a big fan of the Cor- Corbett Report, and I'm a subscriber, and I would recommend that everyone go to CorbettReport.com and become a subscriber today. Well, I thank you very much for that. So let's get straight into things. As I say, I'm going to assume a lot of my audience is familiar with the Free State Project, but let's never assume anything. So for people who might be completely unfamiliar with the FSP or what it is or what it does, can you give us, let's start with the 30-second elevator pitch. If you're just uh, telling someone for the first time about what FSP is, what it does, and why they should join, what, what would you say? Sure. I guess I'll answer by telling you my story and how I found out about the Free State Project. And that is in 2007, I was doing some research and I came across the Free State Project. Oh, wow. It's these people who believe in liberty from all walks of life. And they're going to New Hampshire, which has a pre-existing pro-liberty culture, consolidating their efforts in one state, but also decentralizing throughout the state. And they're finding that they have this uh, ability to have a louder voice and a bigger impact when we consolidate our efforts in one state. And that's what we're doing. So I would say the Free State Project in a nutshell, in one soundbite, get to New Hampshire and do something. If you believe in liberty, that's where we are. We have about 5,000 people here so far, and we're building more and more every day. All right, good. That was nice and concise. So let's start to drill down on some of the details. Uh, So I I myself, I must confess, I don't know the details of the history of the uh, Free State Project, how it came about, when, um, who founded it, and uh, how you came to be associated with it. So let's get into some of that. Sure. So in 2001, Jason Sorens put out a paper, which you can still find online, by the way. Uh, He put out uh, into the Internet. He said, hey, I have this idea for this thing called the Free State Project. You know, when we're, you know, we the people who believe in liberty spread throughout the world. Generally speaking, we lose, right? When we when we're involved in politics, this and that and culture, you know, we might get some victories here and there, but we usually lose. What if we found one low population state with a pre-existing culture that's pro-liberty and we all consolidate our efforts there. And so he put that out there and within the first week or so, he said he got several hundred people saying, I want to join this thing. And he was like, I, I don't, it's not a thing yet. I guess we got to start it. And so that's kind of how it started. So he was uh, a graduate student at Harvard at the time. 
Fast forward, by the way, he became a lecturer at Dartmouth, one of the Ivy League schools uh, here in New Hampshire. That school is here. Um, so after he did that, about the first 5,000 people who joined the Free State Project, they, for two years, uh, spoke to each other online, and they decided, okay, New Hampshire is to be the destination of the Free State Project. With that in mind, one low population state with a pre-existing pro-liberty culture. From there, I mean, like I said earlier, about 2007, I found out about the Free State Project, and it was through watching a video where Ron Paul was speaking uh, at Liberty Forum, which is one of the events for the Free State Project. So, you know, just being a, a free thinker and someone who, you know, likes your show, James, you know, I've always been the kind of guy to do my own research. So, okay, what's this thing called the Free State Project? And after I found out what it was, I just thought, wow, that is the best idea I've ever heard of that really makes a lot of sense. But there's no way I'm moving to New Hampshire. That would be insane. And then three years later, I moved to New Hampshire. So I would say anyone who's uh, watching or listening to this right now, just know that uh, if you feel that this idea is kind of crazy, fast forward six months, a couple years, and you might connect with our community online and you're, you're really going to get into it more and more and think uh, hopefully the same thing that I thought. So if you want to connect with our community, please visit fsp.org slash connect. You can join our community online right now. We have, you know, obviously Facebook, uh, Twitter. We have a group on Minds, a group on MeWe. Uh, you know, we're on Reddit, so you can do it that. Uh, we have an old school forum. James, you and I are old schoolers. You know, before social media, before uh, MySpace and Friendster, there were some online forums. Well, we still have that old school online forum on our website. Uh, also, throw your email in there when you're on that uh, website, fsp.org slash connect. That's probably the best way to stay connected to our cause. Now, as I understand, um, there was a, a pledge of some sort that uh, it, if a certain number was reached, 20,000 signers or whatever it was, that people would then start moving to New Hampshire and making this come to fruition. I understand that number was reached a number of years ago, but is that happening? What 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 is the state of that pledge? Yeah, so the pledge basically just says move to New Hampshire and do something, right? So um, we just kind of uh, believe that the philosophy of liberty is uh, the way forward. Also, activism. So don't just move to New Hampshire and do nothing. But when you get here, you know, be a part of our community. So about, um, let's say about 5,000 people are here already in New Hampshire, and then uh, roughly 19,000 more pledged to move. Of course, as we know, you know, some of them are going to move, some of them aren't. So uh, we're just looking to grow that pie even more. We're not just focusing on the people who have pledged so far. We're also spreading out, you know, and uh, getting the word out even more. Um, so yes, of course, we have those 5,000 people here, but we're not satisfied with that. Um, you know, we're a very diverse community as well. I just want to point out, um, you know, we welcome anybody who believes in liberty. So if you're, you know, whether you're young or you're old or, you know, Christian, Jewish, atheists, uh, you know, Muslim, whatever, um, black people, white people, Asian, Hispanic, uh, it doesn't matter who you are, a gay, straight, anybody, we welcome you. If you believe in liberty, you know, we're going to welcome you home in New Hampshire when you get here. Okay. Um, so... Let's start with some of the successes and things that the Free State Project has accomplished. Tell us how uh, people who are inv involved with this movement have started to change, actually affect change in New Hampshire. Yeah, I mean, other than the, the massive community that we've built here, uh, which is all throughout the state, 
Um, we've made a, a ton of progress at the state house. I mean, a lot of things were here before the Free State Project chose New Hampshire as a destination. Um, so you can find those things, by the way, if you go to YouTube or as as you say, James, GooTube, right? So if you go there and you type in 101 Reasons Liberty Lives in New Hampshire. So if you watch that documentary, it's free, obviously. It's an hour long. Um, you'll see a whole bunch of stuff. A lot of that stuff was around even before uh, we got here. So like no state sales tax, no income tax, no seatbelt law for adults, no helmet law for adults, uh, you know, all these sorts of things. But since then, we've done a lot of things. Uh, like you said, James, what have we done since then? We've impacted the state in a very big way. In other parts of the country, it's very, very difficult for people to win elections. Here, more than 45 free staters have won elections. 45 different people have run as a state representative and gotten elected, and they've been elected as, as politicians in the state house. That is almost unheard of level of success anywhere in the world. Um, how about in, I, th I believe this was 2011, you can double check me, but it was uh, free staters helped cut the budget by 11% in one year. I mean, name another part of the world that has cut 11% out of the budget in one year. So that was able to happen. Uh, marijuana has been decriminalized. We have uh, medical marijuana as well. So we're making advancements on that. How about some homeschooling freedom? If you're into education, uh, I just wrote a blog post on our blog if you want to find that sometime where the state of uh, charter schools, private schools, as well as homeschools have really advanced in recent years. And that is largely due to the efforts of free staters. And lastly, how about some cryptocurrency? Did you know cryptocurrency in other states is really starting to get cracked down on, right? But here, it's been completely deregulated. And that is because, directly because of free staters. In fact, the governor of New Hampshire has, and the, and the leaders in the state house and the Senate, they have basically a panel that tells them, you know, what cryptocurrency is and advises them. And they actually wrote the bill. Those people are free staters. So we have the ear of the governor of New Hampshire. I mean, find me another state. I don't know if there's one that exists where you have an actual, you know, board of volunteers that are into crypto and everything advising the governor of a state. It's probably not happening anywhere. Okay. Well, um, Hold on one second. Uh, no problem. Just looking for my devil's advocate cap. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait, here it is. Okay, I got the devil's advocate cap going. So I have to ask some tough questions now because uh, this is not going to be all softballs. Uh, let me start with a uh, sarcastic question. Um, so, I mean, I'm very glad to hear about the incredible successes of the Free State Project and the fact that there are definitely things that are happening that uh, they're that pushing things, pushing the needle towards liberty. And that's why I was so glad to see that during this craziness of the lockdown and shutdown of the United States and all of this incredible executive overreach that's taking place at every level, the incredible power grab, the absolute decimation of civil liberties that is going on all across the United States, that New Hampshire was the holdout against this. There was no stay-at-home order, no business closures, no... Oh, wait. Actually, that all took place. Governor Sununu did issue a emergency order number 17, which I will put in the show notes for people to read through because it is really sickening to see the, uh, the powers that the governor um, believes that he has to shut down all commerce and business, tell people to stay at home unless they are essential workers, etc., etc. The exact same garbage nonsense that is being foisted on Americans of all stripes in all states right now. 
the Free State Project wasn't able to prevent something like this happening. So uh, what what uh, what is the Free State Project's position on this and New Hampshire's non-exceptionalism when it comes to the utter evisceration of civil liberties? Yeah, so it's a great question. And I, I will kind of just say, uh, I, I genuinely am not trying to, uh, I'll, I'll squirm out of it in saying that we, we don't take any kind of official positions on things like this. Um, however, you know, in defense of your, your question, you know, I'll, I'll give you my own personal opinion, because I, I think that you and your listeners and viewers deserve that. So um, I would say that, you know, personally, uh, I'm definitely not satisfied with the way that the governor handled uh, all of this, you know, as a voter, I would rather want him to take a lot more, you know, hands-off approach. There have been other governors, I think it's something like four states last time I checked, uh, that haven't done any kind of uh, lockdown or business closures or anything like that. I could be wrong, but you might want to double check me about that. Um, so with that said, um, you know, I feel that without the Free State Project, things would be, you know, even more locked down here. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's, He's pretty. He's been okay compared to other governors in terms of um, he's got a laundry list of essential businesses that are allowed to stay open. So like restaurants, cafes, and bars, they're not allowed to stay open at all um, unless it was carry out. But a lot of those businesses have just got started to go under one by one. Um, in fact, uh, to be honest, about two hours ago, uh, an acquaintance of mine uh, just announced that he's closing his business. So that was very, very sad. Um, so yeah, I mean, to your point, you're you're right. Um, we uh, we were we're not we were not successful in convincing him to not you know shut down certain businesses. Uh, but I feel that because we were here, we were able to kind of rub off on him a little bit. Um, he did uh, kind of on one quick anecdotal note. Um, it was interesting that he uh, on his social media recently, the governor had a a black hoodie with a white. Uh, phrase on the front that said live free or die. That is, of course, the state motto of New Hampshire. So live free or die, best state motto out there. Um, I would much rather live in the live free or die state with my friends here. We have 5,000 people. We're all looking out for each other too. I'll tell you, um, a couple of people asked me how I was doing and I asked a couple of people that I knew like, okay, maybe I might want to check on these couple of friends. You know, like I think most of my friends, they seem like they're pretty okay, but you know, we really have been looking out for each other here. Yeah. Live free or die unless the governor issues an emergency order, in which case stay at home. Um, I, 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 I think the point that I'm driving at, obviously, I wouldn't expect that New Hampshire would would be able to escape the, the insanity that is sweeping the U.S. and the globe right now. But that kind of goes to the point, which is, I think, the point that the, as if there's some sort of political solution to this, that we're going to get enough people in the right political positions to stem the tide of of uh, evisceration of civil liberties. I don't I don't see that happening. I don't see a political solution to this. Um so I, I am all about the culture and creating a culture of liberty, which, because politics is downstream of culture, and ultimately, um, people, politicians love to get in front of parades. So if there's a large parade of liberty-minded people, that's the way I see things functioning more so than trying to get people in, in the state legislature. I understand that practically there are certain reasons why you need people in positions of political power, but I don't think that's the ultimate solution. Uh, I'm assuming you have a lot of anarchists and secessionists in the free state, but maybe uh, that isn't the official position of the free state project. 
Uh, we, we have all kinds of people. So some people identify, we actually did a poll, it was something like three years ago, I believe. And uh, people are kind of all over the spectrum. You know, some people call themselves voluntary, some people, you know, like more of a minarchist, some people, you know, small government or constitutionalists or just broadly speaking libertarians. So um, yeah, I mean, we're we're kind of all over the place. We're, we have a big community and it, it really, um, we get along well with each other because uh, we all moved here for generally the same reason, right? And um, as you say, you know, I understand that some of our uh, our folks here in New Hampshire, they're not into the politics. Some are. So it's really not, uh, it's not about, you know, we, we're not driving people to move to a certain place or do a certain thing. Just once you get here, do something. And, you know, when you're browsing our website later on, when people are browsing our website, I would encourage you to check out the calendar. Now, if today were, you know, a normal day, right? So let's say several months from now when things get back to normal, there are more than 500 events per year. You know, some of that activism is at the state house. Sometimes it's just people hanging out at a bar, cafe, restaurant, whatever, uh, at a meetup. Maybe sometimes people go to a courthouse and they do some jury nullification activism. So um, for those who don't know, jury nullification is actually the law here in New Hampshire. So if you're a defense attorney, you can tell the jury about jury nullification. They can nullify the law. And uh, so jurors will get the information from free staters. So that happens. We sometimes will go and pick up trash. In fact, I know this is going to sound a little crazy, but I can't wait until we start, you know, getting out and it gets a little bit warm. It's about actually it's really pretty warm today. Um, but when we really get out there and uh, I want to do another litter, litter pickup. It's been several years since I've been back in New Hampshire because I was traveling for a few years. I'm ready to go and pick up trash, which is something that we used to do uh, a while ago. And then, um, you know, another thing that is outside of politics, James, that you might like, have you heard of cop blocking before? So basically what we've done here is in, in New Hampshire, um, they have to actually, the police, if they do a checkpoint, they have to publicly announce it somewhere online or in the newspapers, right? Well, what free staters did was, oh, I can see the checkpoint is going to be right there at that time. So they would go uh, to that checkpoint a little bit ahead with signs that said, turn here now, checkpoint ahead. And everyone just started turning left, turning right. And the police actually got to the point where they couldn't do checkpoints anymore uh, around Manchester. They had to go uh, to other parts of the state. And then the free staters went there and followed them over there. And to my knowledge, I think that they either don't do checkpoints anymore or they do hardly any checkpoints anymore. So it's, it's pretty incredible that they've been able, you know, free staters in general have been able to, you know, pretty much get rid of checkpoints around the state. Well, that is good to hear. And, and I like, I, that's one of the things that really appeals to me about this idea in general is the idea of being able to go down to the local coffee shop or whatever and actually meet other like-minded people who actually care about human freedom uh, and, and are aware of these issues. I mean, just even that, just being around like-minded people would be something interesting and something that I'm sure most of the people in this audience probably couldn't even imagine. So that that is inherently appealing, but it does bring out the, the sort of ambival ambivalence I have about the idea in general that I was talking about with Derek Bros last week, that also, I mean, certainly when you start to congregate all of the people with this mindset all in one geographical location, it certainly does make it easier to infiltrate, undermine stage various uh, things to make it look like, oh, these crazy liberty people, uh-oh, you know, they're, they're a problem. So it brings with it certain inherent risks, I suppose, in terms of 
bringing in a collectivization or centralization of what should be inherently decentralized. And I know, I mean, I, can you speak to that ambivalence that some people might have about the idea of physically congregating in one geographical area? Well, obviously, we're like I said, we're spread throughout the state. But um, if I may, James, let me ask you a question. Um, you know, you're essentially asking me, you know, if stuff goes down, uh, then what? So let me ask you, if um, things go down, would you rather have two or three liberty minded people around you or 5000? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, 5000, if things really go down and you need a community, it is good to have a community. So that's that's something I, I agree with. And that's why I think I, I, to a certain extent, we've had the space and time for forming online community and, and finding sort of other people around the world. But when things really happen and things really start to go down and who knows, Internet gets shut down or whatever we can imagine in all sorts of nightmare scenarios. Uh, do you have a community, a physical community that you can rely on? And a lot of people in the audience, I'm thinking, would probably say no. So that is definitely something that at least people should consider when it comes to something like the Free State Project. But then, uh, I mean, the Corporate Report is definitely an international podcast, international audience. I'm Canadian in Japan. I wouldn't even think about moving to New Hampshire. I mean, that's not in the cards for me personally, and I'm sure a lot of people in the audience. What would you say about the idea of this and about this taking place in different parts of the world? Well, of course, at the very least, I would suggest that people check out our community online. So even if you're just curious, you know, just go to fsp.org connect, connect with our community online on all the platforms that you'll see there linked and uh, scope it out for yourself. I mean, maybe uh, you might be a little uh, hesitant to join and pack up your stuff tomorrow. Of course, I can understand that. It took me three years to decide. In fact, I just met somebody. I mean, I meet people from time to time where they said they joined in 2001, two and three, you know, in the early years, and they just moved, let's say, a year or two ago. So um, I can understand it takes some people. I met one guy who moved in two weeks. That was kind of crazy. Um, but I've seen some other people who, you know, again, it took them, let's say, 17 years to move. Um, so I can understand why people are a little bit, you know, uh, cautious to move. But, you know, what we have here is something special. It's something historic. And I truly do believe that 100 years from now, 200 years from now, historians are going to be looking back. And, you know, we are the people who are going to really be changing history. We are the beacon of liberty for the entire world. I really do believe that. You know, we're creating something special here. And we're not just going to be an example for the other 49 states. We're going to be an example. Uh, we are an example, I feel, for the whole world to point to. Like, oh, there are the free staters there in New Hampshire, and they're really developing something there, something that truly is decentralized. We are the number one crypto crypto state in America. If you look at, you know, overall transactions for crypto, um, not according to me or us, these are actually other sources that have labeled New Hampshire as the top state for crypto. Um, we've deregulated that here. And I would also say that, you know, in terms of what something that you've spoken on your show uh, about, James, will be deregulation and de, um, uh, decentralizing things. Um, one of the platforms that you are on, if people go to CorbettReport.com, you can see James uploads, uploads his videos on multiple platforms. One of those platforms is Library, so it's spelled L-B-R-Y. Um, that's a guy who's created a whole new platform, whole new uh, protocol. And um, where is that guy? Where is the, the guy that owns that company, that runs that company? Well, his office is right there, literally 20 feet in front of me. 
That guy moved to New Hampshire for the Free State Project. In fact, he is on the board of the Free State Project. There were a lot of movers and shakers in the decentralization movement. We have one of my friends working on a mesh network here in Manchester. Um, we have multiple platforms online where we're spread out. Um, we're on all kinds of those uh, uh, encrypted text messaging services. In fact, if you get here and you plug into our community and you don't text on one of those encrypted texting platforms, People will think that you're kind of weird. <laughs> I mean, we're all over the place on all different kinds of platforms. Awesome. Well, I can't tell people what to do with their lives or where to move, but I can at least invite them to take a look at fsp.org and check it out and see if it is for them and see what other people have to say about it. I think uh, it's it's certainly an idea that we need to be discussing right now, especially during the craziness that's happening right now and everything else. So I will uh, direct people to the website. Once again, the, the link will be in the show notes for this in case people need help typing six letters into their <laughs> browser. <laughs> um, but before we go, I guess, I mean, you're a corporate report subscriber, so you know uh, the type of material that I deal with and the type of audience that I have. So we have to address the elephant in the room, which in this case is the X. CIX CIA agent uh, behind you who has helped in the normalization <laughs> of the Panopticon, Mr. Edward Snowden. Uh, what's your relation with Snowden? Yeah, so Edward Snowden spoke at Liberty Forum in 2016. Uh, Liberty Forum is one of our events uh, that we have every year. So Liberty Forum usually in uh, February or March, but uh, you know, coming soon, it may move to a different month. Um, the other event, by the way, is Porkfest. Uh, so it's spelled P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T. So it's short for Porcupine Freedom Festival. Uh, Porcupine is the mascot of the Free State Project uh, because a porcupine is a defensive animal. It doesn't aggress against people. So when it comes to Edward Snowden, he actually was broadcasting live from uh, Russia in 2016 at our event at Liberty Forum. And it was completely it just really, I mean, I can't, I can't describe to you, James. After the event, I was, I was just numb. I couldn't believe that this guy that I really looked up to, you know, Edward Snowden, um, was speaking. He just got done speaking at one of our events. You know, of course, I'm a big fan of the Free State product, and I have been for, you know, 13 years now. Um, so that moment was really big for me uh, personally, and that, that kind of, I don't want to call it a mask, but you know, this cardboard cutout here of his face um, when he was broadcasting with us as soon as we, you know, flipped uh, on the, um, uh, the projector and he could see us, all of us stood up and put that mask in front of our faces. So it was something like 500 people in the room. We had an overflow room. It was, it was pretty spectacular moment. So if people want to watch that video, you can again, go to YouTube and, uh, search for the Edward Snowden talk that he gave at Liberty Forum in 2016. You can watch the whole thing for free online. Well, I am myself suspicious of ex-CIA agents who supposedly spill the beans on the NSA, but I'm a crazy tinfoil hat conspiracy theorist, so we'll let uh, people check it out for themselves. And uh, you should get your videos up on LBRY. Yes, uh, that's coming soon. It's in the cards. Okay, excellent. All right, well, we're going to leave it there. Once again, I will direct people to the website for more information. Vince Perfetto, thanks for joining us today on The Corporate Report. Thank you so much for having me, James. It's really been a true pleasure and honor. And I invite everyone to go to corporatereport.com and become a subscriber and support the hardest working man in journalism. Thank you.